2: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever the time is, wherever you are, we are here uh, for another episode of Talking Tennis. But this one is unique. I was going to say quite unique, but I don't think unique exists, or quite unique exists. And who better to talk about an alternative look at the year of 2022 in tennis than Mr. Alternative himself? We have Jamie Jubal. <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> you, Hi, James. Hi how, are you, doing? how are you doing today all right
3: yeah i'm good thanks i'm uh <laughs> yeah looking forward to um to doing this with you
2: john it should be a good one should be a good one should be a good one some might say it might make the top 100 episodes of the year
3: um of talking tennis well let's yeah. hope so it's, it's a there's a lot of competition so uh
2: (laughs) um, maybe maybe we'll do a series on episodes of the year i've got a a series on matches of the year maybe we'll do one on episodes of the year and who knows this may feature um but let's not (laughs) get too egotistical here but um let's get to it it's been um it's been a, a different year i guess every year we say well that was strange that was odd but i have to say Uh, The first image on the screen. Hi, Ashley. Nice of you to join us, by the way. Get your thoughts in the live chat on what we're doing and make sure you hit that like button, by the way. Um, It's been quite an unusual year, but I think this has been particularly unusual, particularly when we come across our first topic, uh, which is, Jamie, (laughs) a little clue for you. Maybe I'll I'll give you a second clue, audience. Jamie doesn't need any more clues, of course. Maybe that'll give you another idea. And then we had this <laughs> surreal moment, by the way, of which I thought was particularly unusual, of him practicing um, and helicopters above the uh, look. We've got. Sorry, can you see these images on the screen? Yeah,
3: can see exactly. that.
2: This particular image here of him. <laughs> this is how crazy tennis has got, and how crazy the issue got. Of course, what are we talking about? We're talking about Novak Djokovic's non-entry into Australia but I don't know why this image for me was perhaps the most, I mean, there was some pretty surreal <laughs> thing, but this was particularly odd that we've actually got helicopters above the what they were arena. Um, and uh, yeah, tell me, tell me some of your thoughts on
3: this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just looking at that, it's almost like the, um, it's almost like the famous uh, O.J. Simpson helicopter, isn't it, where they're sort yeah. of tracking <laughs> in, <laughs> along, the, along the sort of motorway, seeing what he's uh what he's up to, exactly. and where he's going, and I guess that's kind of what the the feeling was around um, sort of Djokovic at that point. Certainly with the uh, the Australian authorities, right, what he was doing, where he was, wherever he yeah. was going to be allowed in. um So yeah, I mean, uh, you say every year is a strange year, but I, I, I struggle to think of a year that's probably that's started quite as
2: strangely as this exactly i couldn't agree more um i mean there was just also the the images of him for example we've got this one on the on here and 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 then these these protests as well like free novak and all of this stuff it was all a bit unusual let's say um for basically uh their favorite player i understand that you desperately want him to play the Australian Open, especially as he's gunning for a tenth crown and, and probably would have had, He would have obviously been the favourite for it. But um, it all got pretty surreal. I also found, I don't know if you saw any of the court case or the trial, sorry. That was particularly odd. Uh, there were, uh, the, the, the judge was particularly fierce. I remember thinking, my goodness me, he's scaring me somewhat. Uh, and then, of course, Novak was allowed to stay in Australia. Then he wasn't. He was in and out more than a, a hokey-cokey, if anyone understands that metaphor for you. Um, any final thoughts on 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 this whole issue?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's um, as you say, it was kind sort of, sort of it was a it was a very it was a very complex issue, I guess, wasn't it? And I guess the problem was that, as you say, the the, the sort of Novak fans who sort of felt really strongly were kind of seeing it quite black and white, um, and were coming down on the fact that he should be allowed to play. I guess I think just. It seems such a long time ago now. So just just thinking back, I think um, I'm just feeling relieved that it seems like we're not going to get anything like that again um, in January because it was an absolute farce.
2: And I think if we're relieved, I think Craig is going to be even more (laughs) relieved. Yeah, Craig Tiley's super happy, desperate to get his man into Australia. And this year he won't have any issues. We're going to get into the topic of fandom how can anybody get upset with that? Well, we'll soon find out. Any, any final top points? Because I've got a few things to move on to anyway. No, go for it. Good. Listen, before we get into fandom, I also want to get into a new phenomenon that I think may even be a surprise for you, Jamie. And that is the YouTube fandom, okay? We're going to be talking about Rafans and Nole and, and I don't know whatever else is out there, Fedal, etc. We're going to get into that in a minute. But we've got... Some YouTube fan going on, and none more so than among the YouTube tennis channels. Take a look at this. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Keep
1: a tight perimeter. Oh, hey, yes, yeah, sir. Well, well,
2: well.
0: I've had enough of you, man, tooth. This is going to end right here, right now. You want to dance, Ronnie? I want a polka.
1: All right. Let's do this.
0: Hey! Hey. If you're going to have a fight, then don't forget Channel 2 News with me. I'm Gil Gross. You dirtbags have been in third place for five years. Yeah, we're about to be in dead place.
1: Not so fast, you ingrates! (laughs) Comestan, Piches. Spanish language news is here. Tonight's top story: the sewers run red.
0: Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. And I'm gonna go Rafa. Of course. And that's it. Now let's do this.
2: There we go. I thought I'd just have a, a little teaser there before we get into the ruffle. And um, what's going on with the tennis YouTube? Well, there are thousands of of there's. By the way, I think there's no more tennis puns left. We've had, you know, we've got break point, we've got baselines, we've got serves, we've got second serves, we've got match point. I don't know, uh, behind the net, in the net, round the net. Uh, I think we've got no more tennis puns left. The new people that are beginning, uh, by the way, podcast channels magazines, websites, well, they must be going through the dictionary of tennis hands uh, <laughs> left. Uh, we're even getting them reversed now. So it's like um tennis talk talking tennis. Um break point point break. Uh etc. <laughs> I think we're really getting quite desperate on the names. Well they might even
3: have to um, they might even have to put numbers at the end as well now so it might be talking tennis too, which doesn't <laughs> sound quite as good. Yeah um, right
1: well
3: I mean, don't forget getting, getting in there with the talking tennis. Um, that clip's great. Yeah, I think that's i I've seen that a few times now. That's probably. Uh, I think the viewers have probably seen it. It's probably one of the most viewed clips, isn't it? Uh, sort of it is. It's,
2: it's got beyond five hundred, which for me is is pretty oh. good. It's, it's probably top twenty. If you exclude the live what, if you exclude the live watch alongs, it's probably top ten. Yeah. So right. I've made over two hundred videos, by the way. I uh, I know you won't all be counting them, but some of them were better than others. I hope at least one. I hope at least one amongst the two hundred was okay. Listen, let's move on. I want to speak about fandom now, because I think this has taken on a new level. I didn't think it could get any more insane than it was uh, before. But this year, of course, with the Novak issue, uh, it has gone to new levels. Uh, Let's have a quick look at some of the examples uh, that I want to speak about. Well, first of all, I want to share this tweet here. Let me just share my screen before I bring it up. Here we go. I I think this is sums it up better than anything else, which is a lovely very funny tweet from Scott Barkley. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter because he's brilliant. And he's been making fun of this fandom all year long. Mm-hmm. There are so many jets that he's come up with, but this is also one of my favourites and I saw it a couple of weeks ago. World peace can only truly be achieved if Novak Djokovic fans and Rafa Nadal fans come together, shake hands and agree that while both of their favourites are great, Andy Murray is greater. <laughs> I mean I couldn't have written it
3: better than Scott. Like I could, could, could completely agree. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's it's obviously it's obviously crazy, isn't it? Sort of the um the the kind of extremes, I guess, that, that sort of some people kind of the, the views that some people have and stuff. But but it's all it's also it's also great, isn't it? I think that, you know, certainly kind of <laughs> certainly I, before... I,
2: up I, I should have put it up before, but I'm gonna put it up now.
3: Anyway, keep going, <laughs> fandom. So, I was just saying so I mean you know, certainly before before Twitter. I mean, you know, kind of watching tennis, it it was it was hard really to kind of know about. Obviously, you'd sort of see it on telly, but you wouldn't maybe quite realize how partisan people were. Um So it's it's great, yeah. I think it's um, and it it does bring a new a new dimension to um supporting your favorite player.
2: It does, it does. Uh, but but some of the extremes. I mean, basically, I. Th- think that your favourite player could basically urinate on centre court at Wimbledon and there would be some justification for it by all the fans and they would just they and by the way it's on both sides because it's let's move Federer out of this a he's retired I I don't think their fans are quite as as uh, antagonistic let's say but I mean basically your favourite player could do whatever and, and and they will support him, and, and they were in the their favorite player can apologize, and then it'll be like, look, this is really good how he how he so. <laughs> Nadal fans love to say oh, he's so humble, and uh, Djokovic fans love to say how generous and friendly he is. And by the way, um, so here's here's a couple of tweets here we've got from uh, let's call him a super fan Pavi G. Uh, I've spoken to this is regarding this is regarding the end of year sportsmanship awards. By the way, okay. So uh, I spoke to a couple of ATP tour players who said they'd never ever vote for the sportsmanship award as the short of four players uh, is never anybody they would vote for. So they abstain. This is why the ATP never disclosed how many of their players actually voted. Um, we've also got another one here regarding uh, with Djokovic helping Sina, uh He's highlighting the fact that Rafa didn't help Zverev and in fact asked uh, if he could go to the bathroom. Uh, if you, anyone thinks it's just Novak fans, not at all. The Rafa fans love it too. If Nadal had the ATP Tour Finals on indoor clay, indoor clay, we'd have more of this. And, and Rafa has to do it the hard way, 22, one slam a year on clay. Listen, guys, my message to both of you on both sides of the fence, I'm actually uh, straddled across the net right now, whilst one your, one, of some of you guys are you in one quarter of the set of court and the other guys are UNAing in the other. What am I saying to you? Isn't isn't twenty one or twenty two Grand Slams enough for you? Isn't it enough? Do you, what do you care about the sportsmanship award? <laughs> if you've got anything, Scott needs to come back in and say, "Listen, we all know is yeah. great because he's got more sportsmanship awards."
3: <laughs> it's great, isn't it? And as you say, the, 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 the people can kind of um, justify almost anything. But also, as well, I think if it's. Uh, the, it goes so far that if, say, kind of, you know, somebody somebody was, and Al Djokovic was to urinate on the court, it would be the other one's fault as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right as well, oh, right? yeah, definitely,
2: yeah. <laughs> Listen, I um, mean, whichever one did it, it if it was Rafa it would be, well, this is because he's only ever won it there twice. And if it was uh, Novak, it's because you, the fans never gave him the, the respect that he deserved. So, yeah. 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 yeah.
3: But this is brilliant, right? This is why it's kind of so. This is why even the goat race is still so compelling because there are so
2: many different arguments, and yeah, that's right. But whatever you do, if if your man is Rafa, if your man is Novak, or even if your man that man is is Federer in this race, you will find the narrative that suits you best. um And and there's, uh, but in terms of actually supporting your player, I have no. Problem with that, you know, I I completely understand that when Novak fans are watching Rafa play in a major, uh, particularly if Novak is absent, they obviously (laughs) desperately want him to lose, Uh, and I understand completely the other way around as well. It's just normal, but I do find it a little bit tiresome on Twitter, and I I even think that maybe the Rafa fans, I know they're equally as bad at this, they will just find a narrative and to suit their player in terms of the statistics. And I and listen, the, the the race isn't done yet. Let's 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 talk about this. Let's have a ten year. Let's have a ten year ceasefire. That's what I'm calling for today on talking tennis. A ten year ceasefire until both have long since retired. Although who knows with Novak's uh, body, he may still be playing in ten years. And uh, and even then, by the way, Novak could have forty slams, and, and Rafa could still be on twenty two. And Rafa fans will be like, even if there were more clay court tournaments. Um. That's anyway. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no, it's the last I'll be doing that voice because otherwise I won't have one left.
3: <laughs> um yeah, so a ceasefire of 10 years where they kind of gather all their arguments and then come back in ten years fully armored. <laughs> <and> <laughs> maybe, or
2: maybe put the arms down in the middle of a of a field somewhere, put all of the, the arguments down. Uh, go away and return in ten years to uh, yeah. To how we feel about it then?
3: I mean, just just on that as well. Obviously, I'm I'm sure that the subscribers to this channel, John, know about your your slight allegiance um, yeah. and yeah, and, and mine as well. We're obviously big uh, we'll be our big Rafa fans, but um, I think even for me as well, you know, there, there was always kind of a, a a thinking that you know, kind of there is only what there obviously is only one uh, one clay court grand slam a year you know Novak has has his two hard courts but the thing the problem is the more Wimbledon that Novak is assembling you can't it's hard you can't really that I guess that kind of argument is almost dying isn't it because he's he hasn't kind of got one favourite surface now he's got two almost
2: yeah absolutely by the way um uh (laughs) <laughs> this this is a surreal moment as well which has just occurred a viral whatsapp a friend of mine by the way a friend of mine has just tweeted sorry just not tweeted so he sent me a whatsapp he said you seem to be pumping out the videos a lot at the moment you must be bored <laughs> <laughs> my, my good friend Stephen, there i don't know if he's watching uh right now but uh, uh, Anyway, whatever. Very funny, Stephen. I'll, I'll address that later. But I mean, um, it needs to be a comment, right? At then put sending a WhatsApp. They yeah, needs to yeah, be a comment on the video. WhatsApp, Stephen, get in the comments. Look, lovely right. Ashley saying hello here. Get in, the, get in the comments. And by the way, anybody else that's tuning in right now, Make sure you get in the comment section. If you're watching this retrospectively, wonderful. We also welcome you also. But make sure you hit that like button below the video. Get in the comment section below and let us know if you agree or disagree with any of our takes. But also maybe we've missed one or two interesting moments because I'm sure there's Mm. been plenty around. Listen, let's move on from fandom. I want to address a couple of other things that have occurred at various points this year. And that is retirements. We've had a few Mm. retirements some more shocking than others. I would particularly say the retirement of this lady was a shock. Uh, I don't think any of us saw that one coming. And by the way, I think this photo was taken about uh, the day before she retired. That's how young she was (laughs) when she announced her retirement. Uh, What did you make of, let's take Ash Barty, what did you make of her sudden retirement, by the
3: way? Yeah, it was sort out of the blue, wasn't it? Um, And uh, such a it felt like such a blow to um to tennis at the time as well because you know i, don't, I, I can't i don't think i can really think of it uh, um, i might be sort of missing something here but i can't really think of another example of when someone sort of bowed out at the top like that um you know seemingly with kind of the world at her feet in terms of what she could achieve um you know so yeah it was it, it, it was shocking and um it's i think her presence has been missed although i guess the Egan check has almost taken on the mantle, isn't she, from her, but having said that, I think that almost kind of makes her absence all the more sort of palpable because it would have been great to see them two at it as well at the same time.
0: 18- Plus.
2: And of course, what's just struck me, which I've just put up on the screen there, is that the nature of the three, listen, there have been others um, that have retired this year, uh, Petkovic I think retired, and I'm sure there's many others, but the manner of the the way these three retired being so different, we had Ash Barty announcing it yeah. in the middle of February, uh, two weeks after she's just sealed the Australian Open, or three weeks after the Australian Open win, just coming from nowhere at the age of 25. Federer and Serena, of course, are at very different ends of their career, but also ending it in completely contrasting ways. Federer's body, oh. unfortunately, finally has given up on him, uh, the knee in particular. And, of course, he had to do it in a very touching, uh, I thought, a very appropriate and unbelievable uh, way to announce his retirement either way he, he le- left that five-minute video which every single word was spoken with affection and just said correctly and perfectly and with such warmth and and and, and sadness as well but uh, I think um, uh, by the way people even got angry about that people even got angry about the Federa. what what's going on people why are you so angry people got angry because and I'm guessing they're not Federal fans they were angry with the way he announced it. They thought he should have done it differently, like on TV or with a video. Or Oh, dearie, dearie, dearie I'm sure dearie. the Novak fans weren't happy
3: that he was holding hands with, with Rafa, right, as well. Probably wanted Novak to be holding hands. Know, there, so... know, they,
2: all want, they all want to get involved, of course. And, and anyway, uh, <laughs> listen, um, I, I want to um, just touch upon something that happened, Funny enough, just yesterday uh, regarding Federer. And that was this interview he gave on on TV in the US. Did you hear the funny story about him trying to enter Wimbledon?
3: Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, it was about it was, four or five no, minutes this, story, this wasn't meme, it? But it was
2: this meme could could work almost if we just get if we just get Roger in. We just do that. <laughs> and that sort of works because because what happened? So yeah, so Roger Roger kind
3: of t- he I think he was in London. It, we know that it was. Um, Wimbledon wasn't happening, but he thought it'd be a good idea just to head down to to the All England club, for have a nice cup of tea and just relax in there for a bit. So he went down there with a friend. He thought, um, you know, Wimbledon's not on. I've not been down there before when the tournament's not on. This would be lovely. So he got down there and then he was stopped, wasn't he, by, by one of the security guards. And they said, no, 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 You need to have your membership card to come in. And uh, Roger said, membership card? Said, no, 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 normally I'm here when the, uh, when the tournament's on and he said no 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 you're gonna need your membership card <laughs> um and then um he kind of i think he sort of he he got a bit confused you know because he thought he'd be able to come in he say, he wanted to say to his friend that don't worry i've got this <laughs> but he couldn't say it um it was his coach actually seven in his coach okay yeah. okay okay but yes, yeah, so i think in the end it kind of went on for so long but federer kind of had to say look i've won this eight times are you gonna let me in
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is a nice little picture. I remember seeing a picture of him at Wimbledon a couple of weeks ago. thing, and that's kind of odd that he's there. Um, but yeah, it was kind of funny. And and I think my favourite moment was um, was when somebody says to him because I mean, he then goes to a different entrance and uh, to, to try and get in because uh, he gets back in the car with Seven and Lutti and and he basically says, uh, you know, it's not working out. Uh, and, and he says let's go and try a different entrance and they did and they got in through the other entrance but largely because some dude says Mr Federer, Mr Federer can I have a selfie and he's like uh, yeah he's so very quickly thinking then everybody realises who I am you know, that. okay anyway but I, it is funny uh, and in fact uh, yeah, it, it's just funny okay listen, yeah. Karina as well uh, her retirement the, the manner of which that she released the, the news via a, a Vogue article that she penned. Mm. Um, I, I I think as well with her retirement, there's still, I, I don't, and I completely get it. She doesn't want to use the R word because she sees it as an evolution, but she's still being super vague about whether that really is it. Um, oh, is that a US Open glass you're drinking from? Uh, of course it is, John, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if this is an upgrade, but it is pretty cool, but Yeah. Uh, as I've said before, mine is uh, in much worse shape, but I've still got it anyway. It's still hanging on oh, in there.
3: Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, US Open 2016 now, right? Six years old. So <laughs> yeah, six years ago we were there. Yeah. Seems Tell us about Venus Williams and your thoughts on on what's going on there. Yeah, as you say, it kind of um, <laughs> she's kind of leaving it quite quite open. Um, I mean, it was, it. it as you say everyone kind of retired in, in a different way didn't they Ash Barty retired at the very top Federer didn't didn't have his didn't really have his kind of well he had his farewell at the Labor cup but maybe not in the manner he would have liked Serena at least got you know she got a couple of matches at the US Open she had that she had that 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 sort of farewell um but you just know that there's going to be something inside of it saying look that's not enough that's not the way I want to go out I don't want to go out losing you know in the um you know, losing after a couple of wins. I I want to go out at the very top. So, you know, I think that might be kind of where she's, where she's thinking that she kind of still wants to, still
2: wants to come back. Um, So we shall see. She keeps teasing us as well, like uh, hitting the practice courts with Venus, telling everyone that she can't wait to hit a, a ball again. Uh, even recently, she's like, game on. I mean, who knows what game uh, on means? Maybe she's just watching a – maybe she's watching some pickleball and she's getting excited. Listen, I'm going to do a little thing on pickleball and then I'll, I'm going to hand over to you, Jamie, and, and let me hear some of your alternative uh, moments of the year. But, uh, yeah, maybe she's watching pickleball and maybe she's going to – oh, bye I've just had an idea – She comes back, she announces it on Twitter. I'm coming back to the sport that I love, and she starts playing pickleball. Twitter will melt down, it will, it will, it will melt <laughs> yeah. down faster than it would if Elon Musk ever took it over. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I also wonder to just quickly, John, as well,
3: with the kind of, um, you know, these great sports people, they, I think they do sort of struggle with kind of not, not being in the limelight as much. And we've kind of seen that, haven't we, with, uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo. So I do wonder whether a Pierce Morgan interview on Talk TV might be coming back <laughs> in as well.
2: <laughs> that would, uh, yeah, that, I can imagine that. Uh, but yeah, listen, so, so she comes back and she plays pickleball. I mean, the Serena fans will obviously stick with her and go with it, but the rest of the tennis world, especially the traditionalists, will be outraged. Again, I don't – maybe I'm missing the point here, Jamie, and, and I do think this is a stateside thing rather than a global thing, but I don't quite get the outrage either about it. I Maybe I'm missing something and there's something more um, untoward. I see it as basically something where anyone can play it. You don't need quite the same level of – I don't think dexterity, dexterity is with fingers, but basically the body mechanics that make tennis so difficult mm-hmm. in so many ways that separates the great from the mere mortal, you <sighs> like. Um, uh, and I think that will still continue. And I think as a TV viewing thing, pickleball is not fun. But if it's just getting people out there hitting a ball, what the hell? And, uh, I don't know. Have you got any thoughts on it? I know it is a really um, a North American thing, really, rather than anything else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean... I'm, I'm, I um, I don't really see
3: see the, see the harm either. I guess I'm just wondering whether there's kind of a must be a worry must, mustn't there that kind of the interest in tennis may dwindle somewhat. I mean we've also got we've also got padel, haven't we as well, which is very popular in um in Spain. parts of Europe in parts of Europe in Spain especially. Yeah, and that's I mean that's been around for probably about over 10 really years. Well. Exactly, really
1: well.
3: exactly. Yes, yeah. so I don't see why pickleball can't can't be the same. Um, Similar to padel, it's kind of you don't need maybe the same stamina or the same um, physical strength or speed to play it. So I'm not really kind of yeah wholly worried by it. I think look, it's another it's another racket sport. It's another racket sport that's fun to play. So um, yeah, I don't really see a big issue there.
2: I mean, although people watching will be saying people to themselves, "Well, you mentioned paddle and and how popular that is in Spain and uh, Spain are not producing good tennis players anymore." So, uh, so, yeah, so there we go. So that's that's case closed. And I'm sure uh, people on Twitter, if they hate pickleball, they will find a narrative that suits it. Uh, although I do suggest they do look uh, away from Spain in terms of how they're well, well they're doing in terms of tennis right now. Go on, Jamie, give us some of your... You, you mentioned a few uh, things that you've picked up on throughout the year. Let's, let's hear about it. Uh,
3: yeah, sure. I've written a few here. I guess I'll go with two or three um, memorable moments. So... Um, I guess what well I guess one thing has kind of been the uh, the I don't know if it's called it the bromance between between uh, Rafa and Casper or just uh, <laughs> just the, it's it's a bit strange isn't it I think
2: father son
3: sort of son yeah yeah there was a, they I don't know if you saw it they asked Casper uh, a few days ago about kind of if there was one you know one moment in your tennis career that you would change. Um, what, 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 what would it be? And he thought for ages and ages and he couldn't think of anything. He said, well, I can't think of anything for myself, but one tennis match I'd like to change with Rafa sitting next to him. He said, I'd like to change that 2012 Australian Open final when you lost to Novak. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he said, he, he said I, was probably more, I was probably sadder than you on the day. And it kind of just sort of sums up the, the, yeah, I don't know, the bromance, maybe the, the brotherhood between the two. Kasper kind of really, really looks up to him, but I don't know if that's kind of really um, conducive to also beating him in the biggest tournaments. I
2: don't think so either. Um, but listen, the, the, the Novak fans melt down over that too, which is it's <laughs> <also> nuts. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, yeah. what, what I found is, and I was talking to the authors of the, the Roger Federer effect a couple of weeks ago about this, and they were just saying that, I, I don't think it's intentional from, from Roger or, or even Novak or, or Rafa, but the, the friendships and the respect that they garner from the from the younger generation does damage the younger generation, that they are almost mm. in awe of them. I I remember some player, I think it was maybe it was Nagal, the guy from India, took to the court mm. to play be better a couple of years ago and he was just talking before the match about how grateful he was to be on the same court as Roger. And I remember um Catherine from uh the, the tennis podcast was like, he's lost. Uh, uh Before <laughs> even you know, before even took the court, so yeah, I do think it does damage them, and, and, and I don't, uh, I, I don't think it's a, a good idea. And go on, yeah, and, go yeah on. and just on that, as also as also Berrettini
3: and Roger as well. I think there was a bit of a thing there at Wimbledon, wasn't there? Um, yeah.
2: And then of course Roger pulled out of the match with Berrettini at the French Open, so maybe there's something going on there. Anyway, go Oh uh,
3: Yes, he did. He did. Um I guess just in terms of retirements, yeah, as well, you know, you mentioned kind of the the, the, big, the big three, shall we say, but there have also been kind of a number of other kind of quite notable retirements as well. And I guess perhaps especially on the men's side, I mean, we've had Del Potro that's kind of bowed out, uh, which was very emotional, very sad when he did that. Um, same with Songa and, and Simone as well. Um, so we've kind of lost, we've lost quite a few, uh, we've lost three absolute big hitters and then we've lost a couple of medium hitters as well um, from from, from, the, from the men's side, especially
2: yeah uh, have you hung up your racket yet jamie or are you still
3: hanging on in there no not yet i thought it'd be one too many too many kind of big names to bow out so I i'm <laughs> carrying on this shit <laughs> yeah go on keep going keep going yeah there was the uh what else we have so we always had a funny moment when um i think it was early, early on towards the start of the year, Riley Pelka had a bird poo on his cap um, Ah, yeah 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 <laughs> and uh yeah I guess kind of um and he you know he wanted to he, he said look a bird's just he didn't use the word poo I think he used something a bit more expletive but right. said, we can yeah see birds, just, birds just birds just shat on my cap and he said I want to change." I okay. want to ch- change it you know I want to take it off and the umpire said well you can't you've only got another cap you're not allowed to wear that logo <laughs> he said you can't change your cap and he was like <laughs> a a bird's just pooed on my cap of course i'm of course i'm going to change it and he was like no no so he's ended up having to put the cap on and he's almost like you can see the bird (laughs) you can see the bird poo on it and it's just gone on and on and then what's happened Um, in the end is a um a ball boy has lent him has lent him his cap so riley's got a got a new cap from a ball boy and i think the 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 cap with the poo on was it was allowed to be discarded that was a funny moment
2: by the way, on Riley O'Pelka, okay, uh, I know he rubs people up the wrong way and, and understandably so sometimes. Uh, I do think he's a bright guy, but uh, he did say something a bit, well, whatever, use the adjective you, of your choice. But what he what he uh, highlighted yesterday was, um, he was highlighting the fact that people in the media always talk, you know, everyone in the media, I think it is, let me just get this correct. Uh, so he says, I said it correctly. He says, no surprise coming from someone in the tennis media, they tend to make some stuff up. Um, uh, so, but then somebody pointed out, or Vansh uh, pointed out on Twitter, um, you know, you work in the media, right? Um, because of course he was covering the Labour Cup and Riley's like, yeah, well, um, you know, I was watching Federals last match, you know, I, I don't have just a, a, you know, a small podcast, um, which I thought was a bit unbecoming of a guy who's in the top 40 in the world, uh, who's working on tennis TV, etc. So Riley, mm-hmm. just chill out on that one. I, I would suggest, um. And it's a pity because I would love to have Riley on the show, but I guess with that last comment, he will never be coming on talking tennis. But the Olive Branch he's is lost, there, Riley. I think yeah, we could have a really Yeah. Yeah, he's, lost. Yeah, he's lost. You, yeah. You have spoken to him, but we wouldn't before, haven't you, John? Well, spoken to is a slight exaggeration. But yeah, I, I attended a press conference and I posed a <clears> lot of <throat> questions and he made some really interesting points, I thought. And... and um Listen, I'm, always, I'm a big fan of not throwing the baby out of the bathwater. That's the, the English expression, meaning, you know, it's a case-by-case case situation. Just because somebody says something that doesn't make sense on one topic, they could quite easily say something intelligent on another. We, a bit like the, the fandom we just talked about. Not everything is black and white. Not everything from your man is, is correct, if you like, uh, mm. and, uh, or woman. And I would okay. certainly hate, uh, add that with Riley. And some of the things Riley says, I agree with some of them. Yeah. I couldn't disagree more with. And and a bit like me and you, I guess,
3: in the channel, I guess it would be nice to do some, I don't know if you thought of this, but do some outtakes or bloopers from the channel at some point,
2: right? Jamie, uh, whose channel is this, by the way? Uh, <laughs> is, this, is this a coup? Is this a coup? And you're, you're getting people in the live chat will be coming, yeah, yeah, great idea, Jamie, Jamie. And then suddenly <laughs> next week, I, I'm not here and it's you with the mic and 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 uh, fr- Fridays with Jamie, bloopers, et cetera. Did I That's say, the dream, is- being in that hot seat. Did I send you the blooper recently of me uh, with uh, Fernando Vadasco?
3: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get that up during the show, but if I can, I will. Uh, listen, um, uh, let's move on. If, what's, what's, what's your next one? Um, so I've also got... Um, did you see
3: um, uh, Alexander Bublik in Eastbourne with his racket? No, but I know he does some odd things. Go on, tell us. <laughs> does some odd things, yeah. So he kind of, he lost a point and he sort of, um, I mean, it wasn't a smash. He just kind of, he, he almost just sort of threw his racket on the floor a little bit. It bounced up and he caught it. And the umpire said, you know, don't do that. That's a warning. You're going to damage the grass court. Um, of course, Bublik didn't take that very well. Um, and he said, what do you mean? All I did was this. I dropped it. I dropped the racket. So for about the next 10 minutes he just sort of spent the whole time just demonstrating to the umpire how he just sort of dropped the racket on the floor on the court <laughs> all of the crowd were laughing and he just he just would not stop um and yeah it was it, it was pretty pretty crazy I and mean, i think you know they both had a point i think that you know he didn't he didn't just drop it he did throw it on the ground also the umpire was a bit, was being a bit kind of a bit too strict with the rules i would say um but public also could have could have toned it down, but it was just great how he kind of he kept demonstrating what he'd done, and the umpire said, "Don't do that," and he said, "No, no, no, I'm going to keep doing it to show you what I did." And that was yeah, that was good.
2: Yeah, I do I, th- I do think that that uh, that Riley, because he also had that sorry, of um, uh, Volleyball, because my uh, love now. I'm it all wrong. Yeah, I do think Bublik is a particular character. I remember another match where I think he sort of just gave up on a point, or he did something. Oh, that's right, he twisted his racket man and tried to use the, the, handle of the racket to, 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 to win the point, and he, and he lost the point. And it was a, it was a such a huge moment in the match. I think it was like break point or a crucial moment at the beginning of the third set.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that rings a bell. I can't remember when it was, but yeah, he's definitely a character, an orthodox player, but also a, 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 a fun guy to watch. You know, he's going to bring something different, maybe. not he? Yeah,
2: exactly. <clears throat> uh, anyway, yeah, I, I think you've got two more, haven't you? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I mean,
3: it's I say, it's kind of been... Um, well, I guess, I, I guess um, less of sort of funny, funny points, but just kind of a bit of a, an observation, really, that, you know, it's also been a year where we've kind of seen, you know, some players almost maybe come back from the dead, or, you know, you've been like, hey, well, where have they been for the last year, 18 months? And they've made really kind of deep um, runs in Grand Slam. So, you know, for, it was, for instance, it was it was nice seeing um, Goffan make the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. He hadn't oh, yeah. been relevant for a couple of years, I would say,
2: certainly over the whole pandemic. Um, well, that's not coming on the show either. You're just saying he's not been relevant for a couple of years. <laughs> and we've alienated Opelka and Goffan. Who's next on our list? Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we had we had sort of one
3: making quite a deep run in, in Australia um, which was a bit of a surprise and then also on the women's side as well you know we had kind of um we had Elise Cornet you know making her deepest run oh, yeah. ever at a slam you know at the age of 32 um which was which, which was really interesting um and I guess kind of Simona Hallett maybe not quite as much sort of coming back from the dead but but also it was a bit of a surprise to see her kind of winter on and make the semis at Wimbledon. Um, so I guess we've kind of we've we've had that. We, we've had that kind of um these runs from players who are maybe not being as talked about quite as much as they were in the past. And um, that's been that's been really nice to see alongside the the obvious kind of youngsters who are making their marks for the first time.
0: Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Yeah, sure. Definitely. I, and I know you've got at least one more left, because you haven't mentioned one that I've actually got i got prepped for a for uh, uh here we go, let's put this one up on the screen. Can you see what I've got? Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, Chapeau Gate. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> so this was in I think, um, I think it is... gate,
2: Chapeau Gate, and Novak gate, but let's let's talk about Chapeau Gate. What is that? Chapeau Gate, yeah, yeah. I think it was
3: in Rome, what I think it? it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he kind of um there was a bit of an iffy line call, wasn't there? He's he he's he's uh, the umpire's come down <laughs> and he's actually kind of um climbed over the net onto the other side of the net. Um, and the umpire said to him you know what well, what are you doing you can't you know you, you can't do that you've, you've broken you've broken the rule and I think so he kind of he it was, was it a point penalty in the end for doing it that yeah it may have been a point penalty yeah yes yeah, yeah. so he's kind of arguing with the with the umpire you know I've just come over to show you he said look I know what you've done but you're not allowed to do it he said this is this is rubbish you know bring the supervisor of course the supervisor says the same thing all the crowd are booing and then he just turns. This is something you very rarely see in interaction with the crowd this extreme. He turns around and he says, "Shut, that. Shut the f up to the whole crowd." Yeah. <laughs> and it's just amazing to watch. But um, I'm sure Shapovalov must be quite embarrassed looking back.
2: Yeah, right. Um, anyway, listen. Just uh, by the way, there is there is. I, I forgot to do it earlier on the on the Federer uh, retirement. Um, there were some lovely outpourings of emotion regarding that. We obviously saw the images with him and Rafa, but also some lovely touching messages from various people from the tennis world, both past and present. Um, and this one particularly caught me. I'm just going to play it to you. Just, just the audio anyway.
0: Roger, Pistol here. I uh, Hope you're doing well. Um, not really sure where to begin, so I'll just start from...
2: Just see if this one works, actually. I'm going to... Um... Uh, Just a second. I want to... Okay, cool. Let's see if this works. From the very beginning. Uh... Give me a second. Uh, I'm going to have to just upload this again because uh, the crucial bit is right at the beginning. It's Pete Sampras, by the way, and uh, great to hear from the legend because he really sort of gets involved in these kind of things and pretty much stays out of tennis, as he's, he's right, in my opinion. People get angry about that, by the way. What's Pete Sampras doing? Why isn't he getting more involved? Let the guy do whatever he wants. You know, he won 13. I think it is Grand Slam. Anyway, just here we go. His, this is his audio.
3: Hey Roger, Pistol here. Uh, hope you're doing well.
2: Uh, uh, it's missing. But listen, the thing is, he begins his intro by saying, hi, Roger, Pistol P, Pistol here, Pistol here. And I'm thinking, who calls themselves by their nickname? <laughs> Especially when it's Pistol. Don't call yourself P. Like I call myself John I love it when people give me nicknames, mostly friendly ones. I'm fine with it. People call me Silky if I went to school, Johnny Boy, Johnny, whatever. You know, friendly terms. Uh, JBS meaning Johnny Boy Silk, whatever. They're all very affectionate. But I don't say, uh, I don't say, oh Roger, uh, really nice to meet you by the way. Um, how's it going? I heard about your Wimbledon thing by the way. Not been out getting. In. That was pretty funny. And he says, yeah, nice to meet you. But what's your name by the way? Oh, um, you can call me Johnny Boy. You know, yeah, and then he also says pistol again. And uh, anyway, it's so a pity that that audio didn't work. Because right at the beginning of the order, he says pistol hit, and it's like oh, okay. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah,
3: it's strange. I mean, it's I don't know if he kind of wants to differentiate himself from other Pete's but um,
2: yeah, I don't know. it doesn't make maybe. much sense. No, it doesn't. Um, okay, anyway, uh, have you got any more? Because I've got one or two more I want to get through before we, we bring this to a close.
3: Yeah, uh, just quickly, I guess, nice to see Kokinakis win a title. That was really nice at the start of the year.
2: Um, and then, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think that's it, yeah. All right, well, I've got one or two more, as I said. Uh, let's bring this one up, okay? And I think the image here should tell you everything, especially if you have any kind of affection for tennis, uh, and it is this one. Jamie, tell us about your memories of this moment. Yeah, so this is the final, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's kind
3: of um, <laughs> he's getting more and more frustrated, isn't he? Nick Rios, and he's kind of um, as he does, you know, he singled out sort of one person in the crowd for his uh to be the the source of the, the target for his frustration. Uh, there's this one particular lady, um, and he's I think he, he, in the end he kind of he says that um, he's complaining to the umpire, and he said, and the umpire says, "Who's who's that? Who's that that you're talking about? The one over there, the one that looks like she's had about six hundred pints." Does he say?
1: Yeah, yeah, something,
3: something like that, something yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah 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 so it's uh yeah it's um, it's funny but it's also kind
2: of you know a bit jarring for the Wimbledon final as well I think yeah but 700 drinks and then of course she ends up suing him she ends up taking legal action against him And I think there was an out-of-court settlement I don't know if a part of that settlement was him sending her 700 drinks as well yeah. I think that would have been great if there was an out-of-court settlement say for 50,000 dollars plus 701 drinks. One is a little extra compensation. And uh, Nick will be round as well to, to, to join in and we'll do a nice little photo opportunity for the British tabloids as well. Um, listen, uh, Nick Kyrgios, I find, I have found uh, him go from actually quite amusing with asking the crowd where to serve, you know, high-fiving members of the crowd, I remember, in Washington. Uh, I found that lovely and I think it's amusing and the tweeners and the underarm serves great. Uh, it has deteriorated, though, for me for the last couple of years. And now, at times, I think, um, you know, I, I remember speaking to some people recently about the City Pass match. Mm. And by the way, I'm not a traditionalist. I'm I'm fine with different characters and moving the sport onwards, uh, especially if it's in the right direction. But uh, some some people were saying to me about matches of the year, and one or two people mentioned the City Pass match at Wimbledon. I'm sorry, but all of the other palaver, including the post match comments from Nick Kyrgios, were sort of bully bully-esque and and for somebody who's lightly and understandably spoken about um really important issues such as depression in sport and sensitivities and stuff and and understanding and being empathetic, I thought that that, were, that his his comments in the post-match press conference and some of his actions on the court that day and from since he passed two with whacking the ball into the crowd were well they're not befitting either of, of this alternative look at the year. So let's move on. I have one or two more to get to and I know we've only got ten minutes left uh what do we got oh yeah outfits outfits there's uh there uh, i've got some different images here of uh, uh andreescu uh who had an issue with her outfit basically it seemed to be falling apart uh, uh and she asked to go and take uh to see if she could uh, you know change it i think there may have been a slight bit of um uh, disagreement as well with the umpire, where I think the umpire was was doing as umpires love to do was basically saying, "Sorry, uh, I'm not sure if you can do that." Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so there she is, obviously saying, and, and the reason is it just it just wasn't fitting. And then afterwards, she's like, "Oh, but I really love Nike," uh, and, and I think she's sort of trying to say that no, no, this is not, don't don't paint this as me and Nike having a fallout. Uh, but there were other there were other outfits as well. We had some very unusual shorts from Adidas that looked like certain accidents had occurred on court. <laughs> Adidas have had a particularly bad year with designs. I don't know if there's any kit designs that stood out for you or any kit moments? Um, I can't think of, Can't think of any off the top of my head, but um, yeah, it's not, I mean, uh, have you ever had any kind of outfit problems when you've been playing? No, I haven't, but I've just thought of no. something else, uh, which yeah. is uh, Barbara Krejci- Krejcikova, uh, was yeah. wearing basically the same outfit for about a year. So much so that there was a there was a Twitter account which was like, "Has Has Barbora Krejcikova changed her kit um, yet this year?" And, then, and like, has she changed her kit today? No. Has she changed her <laughs> kit today? That no. was one of those accounts which. Uh, right, okay, uh, but
3: that has Maran Chilich won today.
2: Has Maran Chilich won? And this is the kit that she seemed to wear <laughs> for The best part of about eighteen months, it felt like anyway. Uh and and there was I've also noticed with Baron Chilich by the way, he'd wear the same kit pretty much all year long. Uh and yeah. maybe maybe there's something to be said for it, but it was quite amusing. Um uh one or two more. I've got one or two more in the next sort of seven minutes or so. Uh yeah. what else have we got on my screen here? Uh Pelkno, tick, Klechikov, tick, Bianca Tick. Uh maybe we are at the end of oh, I've got some celebrations, Djokovic code violation. Uh for giving, oh yeah, Djokovic getting a code violation a few weeks ago. I think it was in Astana, but maybe people below in the comment section can correct me if I'm wrong. He got a code violation for giving a kiddies his racket. Oh wow! Okay, what's going on yeah. with the umpires? I am on your side ninety nine percent of the time. When you've <laughs> yeah. got Vedev aiming a weapon at you, basically using the racket, I'm with you. When you've got Djokovic in your, sorry, when you've got uh, Kyot in your ear again. But one percent of the time they do make some odd moves. And I don't know where the rule book is that suggests giving a kid a tennis racket is a code violation. Yeah. Yeah. It's
3: almost like they almost kind of panic.
2: And then, you know, they're probably thinking
3: in their head, God, I've made the wrong decision, but I can't go back here. I can't <laughs> say no, it's all right now. <laughs> no, it's it's okay. hard, it'd hard. Look even
2: It'd look even stupider, wouldn't they? There's no doubt somewhere in the rule book where it suggests that may well be the case and someone no doubt after this video will say they'll be looking up right now and they'll be looking retrospectively and they'll find somewhere in the rule book that suggests that that shouldn't happen but that's uh
3: unusual that's, uh yeah. the music the music
2: being played at the at the uh O2 arena for the end of the rafa uh, roger doubles match I think there was some comments there everyone was the music was great I forget who the artist was now <laughs> Everybody seemed to be a bit perplexed. There was all this emotion on the court and then there's some sort of teeny sort of bopping song <laughs> going on. And you've got Rafa and Roger there sort of like nodding their heads. And you're thinking, I don't, I think they, Roger, by the way, sent a, a tweet the following day, something along those. Lines, oh, it was great to see you play, blah, blah, blah. But most people on, on social media, at least, I remember Scott going, this is all a bit weird. <laughs>
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and there was also the, um, I don't know, the, at the, at the Turin ATP finals as well, they had, I think, I can't remember who was playing, but someone went up to serve and all of a sudden they're like, sit down music started playing <laughs> as well. <laughs> as they were about to serve.
2: Yeah, right. By the way, uh, you mentioned, or we both mentioned sort of the YouTube channels. Uh, some people may be thinking alternative parts of the year has been a recent development on Talking Tennis with the uh, with the news clips and uh, i've been trying to do on a sort of serious note and i sort of stay backstage and i just read out the news well let me just tell you jim uh, jamie jamie suggested maybe a little bit of a a, a bloopers thing well uh, this happened to me recently fernando vadasco are oh, you tw-
1: by
3: the way just to clarify John that wasn't aimed at Fernando Vadasco exactly
2: I I was thinking that as well nothing to do with Fernando (laughs) Fernando Fernando's not coming on the show either now Fernando don't get this wrong don't get this wrong we love you we'd love to have you on and we could even have a chat about that Aussie Open semi-final against Rafa. or maybe we shouldn't talk about that either from his perspective Um, listen Jamie it's been great having you on uh, 50 minutes of of, of of pure gold. I think so many funny moments from this year. Controversial, different, alternative, as I said in the title. Um, yeah, uh, and here's for plenty more in in 2023. Although plenty more of of, of, of funny outfits, maybe from Adidas or, or or surreal retirements. I'm okay with that. But uh, non entries into countries. I think I'm done with that one. But I'm, I'm sure we'll find a, a way of, of getting angry about something in 2023
3: yeah non-entries no no from us i'd say i'd say retirements as well in general probably a no from us we want people to carry on for as long as
2: possible right john yeah venus keep going until your 60s uh fernando vadasco definitely keep going we love you and we would love to have you on someday uh yeah yeah yeah. but yeah maybe no more retirements, and no more non-entries into countries jamie uh i'm gonna say thank you to you again for stopping by Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having me, John. It's been um, been good fun as always. Okay. Well, we'll try and destroy that in 2023 by by making sure it's not always fun. Uh, but we'll see if we can uh, disrupt that. Listen, no. But seriously, uh, thanks for coming on, Jamie, and to the rest of you, thanks for stopping by. I'm going to be leaving us with this little uh promotion uh thing. Oh, look, JG's getting involved here, JG, Mister. Um, <laughs> mr uh i love to uh misinterpret things as much as possible and and uh he he by the way yesterday he said oh yeah typical journalist and he was aiming that in my direction and then i i left all this evidence uh uh to suggest actually the journalist here for once is being accurate but jg i think maybe he's more on the riley opelka side of of the the fence let's say (laughs) Uh, we'll continue this listen uh, jamie thanks for coming on board and we're going to leave you uh with a nice little promo for some of the things we've got coming up in the next week or two on talking tennis This video make sure you hit that like button don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis
1: sports social podcast network
0: okay round two name something that's not boring
1: a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh
0: ah <sighs> oh.